When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. It's holiday time. I'm here with my festive co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Are you festive? I'm feeling pretty festive. You know why? Because this is the first year that I have gotten all of my Christmas shopping done, like in the first week of December. And because I'm such a Christmas nerd, I've really been able to enjoy the rest of the Christmas season. That is very impressive. I know. I have done zero Christmas shopping. Yeah, you're a little behind. But you know what? You still have like a week and a half. So you have plenty of time. I'm good. Yeah. I, I, I will get it done. I promise. I think every year I've known you, you usually get it done the day before. I do. I'm like a, I'm like a December 23rd, 24th mm-hmm. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the works. day before. <laughs> that is the day before. Yes. Well, today, at the suggestion of one of our star patients. Very loyal listener. Uh, we are going to talk about why we love plastic surgery, why we love doing what we do. Why we became plastic surgeons, yes, and why we love what we do. So it, you know, it's kind of one of those things that you get used to answering when you go on interviews for different fellowship positions or job interviews, like, why did you become a plastic surgeon? And we all kind of have these sort of memorized answers that roll off our tongue. But I have found that the more I do plastic surgery, the more the answer has kind of changed and become perhaps more authentic as opposed to just like a hoop jumping answer. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think the reasons I got into it uh, really were about sort of the cool operations and the way that you take care of people and just the diversity of the of the operations those were sort of the things that made me go man i want to do this well tell me your story so take me back to when you were deciding on what kind of a doctor you wanted to be or surgeon like what was your path to this well my in high school my uh one of my girlfriends uh her dad was a vascular surgeon okay he was an incredible guy a guy named bruce brenner and Mm -hmm. he was just universally loved and an incredible surgeon. He brought me to, you know, I went to, you know, take your high school, favorite high school to work day with him. And it was great. That's and pretty I just, cool. It was super cool. And I just got totally into it. And that's what made me want to be a physician. And then when I was at, in college, I volunteered as an orderly at uh, St. Barnabas Hospital near my house in New Jersey. And you know, the first day I was in working as an orderly, they're like, hey, where's that kid from Vanderbilt? Tell him to get in here. And the neurosurgeons brought me in. They're like, put on some gloves. 
feel this brain tumor. Whoa. Look. And so I'm like sitting there like, and yes, I'm touching a brain. Oh, All wow. of a sudden I That's was cool. like, whoa. Uh, so that got me into surgery. But then it was uh, it was all about orthopedics for me and mm. neurosurgery, orthopedics. I was about spines and about physiology and, and exercise. And and the, so I went to Cornell where the hospital for special surgery is just huge. Um, they they had all the top sports guys, the guys that did that, you know, the Giants do- team doctor, the Mets team doctor, you know, the Yankees team doctor, like all these guys were there and, and sports orthopedics was just the coolest mm-hmm. and as an athlete i was really into it right but then i kind of got into the the soft tissue stuff you know the hand surgery and the, then i started seeing people getting reconstructed and and by third year i did i said you know i'm gonna do a plastic surgery rotation and boom that was it that was it Done. you were hooked totally hooked first case walked in this guy's got an enormous abdominal hernia. It was skin graft over bowel. His entire abdominal wall was down at his pelvis. He had had pancreatitis, somehow survived. His sump drains, everything, oh, like in the abdominal ICU for, for you know, 16 months. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we go in and we're like, well, we're going to get this. You know, I remember the uh, the, the chief resident. It was uh, Ciccarelli and DeBellis. They were the two chiefs at Cornell. And they're like, we're going we're gonna to get this abdominal wall up to these ribs and we're and and we peeled skin graft off a bowel and we unfurled these rectus muscles and we looped big huge two you know 28 gauge wires around the ribs and so and i was just like this is so cool like i'm totally doing this it's really cool it's so (laughs) cool and i just uh, i got hooked then i started learning about rhinoplasties and Craniofacial surgery and Pierre Robin syndrome and all these all these cases I can remember them because I was so into it I studied like crazy and lo and behold got the residency and here I am and here you go so I think that's a pretty traditional story I mean I think we've sort of all found our way to plastic surgery maybe not all of us but I would say my path was similar-ish you know I was that like weird little kid who knew what they wanted to do when they were 11 years old because I don't like unknown and I was like well I need to know what I'm gonna do when I grow up because I'm 11 and like the clock's ticking so like I remember lying in bed one night and like going through the list of options like my dad's an accountant I could be an accountant I could be an actress because I really do like to act or I could be a doctor because that's a really reliable dependable income acting's not so reliable accounting seems boring I'm gonna be a doctor like that was literally my checklist age 11 done I'm gonna be a doctor (laughs) I could totally see that (laughs) Yeah, my daughter would probably be like that too. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna that's be a like doctor. a very Kate move too. To right. Just be like, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I'm doing. And here I am. So that was my path. I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't hone in on exactly what kind, but I sort of knew by the time I was in college that I wanted to be a surgeon. I'd done some volunteering and internships with various trauma surgeons, and I thought trauma surgery was very cool. Like I loved it the is. adrenaline of it and the saving of lives and sort of just you know that intense nature of trauma surgery. So I went into medical school thinking that I was gonna be a trauma surgeon, and that's sort of where I was up until somewhere maybe my second year where we were watching a cranial facial case at Children's Hospital. Some kid was born with a very deformed skull, a craniosynostosis case, and they were literally reshaping the skull and recreating how his skull looked. 
And the rest of my fellow medical students moved on to the next case. And I stayed there for like the six hours and just finished watching because I was like, I've never seen like I same thing you did. Like what is happening right now? This is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And after that, same thing. I was totally hooked. Like plastic surgery does the coolest surgeries. And it really was that blend of surgery using your hands which i really loved making things but then being able to use your aesthetic vision and your creativity to make every case unique because general surgery you know a hernia is a hernia gallbladder is a gallbladder making the diagnosis is the kind of tricky part in those cases but once you do the surgery like it's more or less the same for every patient but plastic surgery it's a different procedure for every patient because everybody comes with a different look and wanting a different look so that's what i love the blend of the mechanical and the hands-on with the like creativity that you can bring to each operation 100 percent, and that is the that's it it's like you don't have a blueprint for these operations even no even if it's a breast augmentation which everybody thinks ah that's easy surgery it's not if you want it to be awesome right it's right. not if you want it to be awesome. Now, if you want to just slam in some breast yep. implants and you know, open a pocket, shove that. them in there, and they look how they look, and you Ugh. know that. And Gross. by the way, there are people that do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. And you know, if you want it to be nice, then it's a whole different day. And that's what I love about plastic surgery. I, I see every time I walk into the operating room is this is my opportunity to be the best that I've ever been. This should be the best operation I've ever done. If I'm doing a facelift, this should be the best facelift I've ever done. If I'm doing a nose, it should be the best rhinoplasty I've ever, that's the way I see it. Because why shouldn't it be? I mean, I have all my experience. I'm here today to kind of nail this thing for my patient and make it amazing. Like, what, what are you doing if you're not doing that? I know, and it's, I think that's what it is. Uh, we are constantly in competition with each other because our results are so visual. Again, a gallbladder is internal. No one really knows what you did as long as the gallbladder is out and the patient's healthy. Like, then you did a good job. But there's no real comparison between surgeons. With plastic surgeons, the results are there. They are out front for you and everyone else and your peers to see. So we are in competition with each other to have the best results we can get. But also, we're very much in competition with ourselves. Like, there's a reason that we attract so many neurotic type A personalities to this specialty. 100%. Because we are like these innate like perfectionists that just we constantly want to be better like more for an internal reason than for anything else and thankfully our patients benefit from that neurosis but a lot of it is very much an internal competition yeah and it and it is about being the best that you can be for your patient because there is no perfect in plastic surgery it's almost like we've set ourselves up to Definitely be unhappy. Yeah, because you can't get perfection. (laughs) We're definitely going to be unhappy. And and it's just a question of what degree of unhappy are we? It's so true. Yeah, because you can't, I mean, plastic surgery, there's always a way that it could possibly be better. In fact, we just finished this case just now. And I asked, you know, Dr. Varanis, our fellow, I said, what could we have done better? How could this be, how could it have been better? Like, this is great. It looks amazing. What could we do better? And we, we sat there and thought through and we're like, nope, this is this is where we are today. Yeah. Now, five years from now, there's gonna be some technology, something's gonna be better, but you, if you're not pushing the specialty yourself, and f- not just for yourself, but for the specialty, then you're not doing the job the way it should be done. This is all about being in constant 
ebb and flow of of really learning to better your operation to better your patient mm-hmm. it, it's it's one of the most you know it's it's just a privilege to do this job right and i i couldn't agree more there are so many reasons i love this job that went beyond like the wrote answers i gave when i was applying to positions like i love plastic surgery because i can use my hands and i can be creative yes i just said all those things and that's still why but what i can look back now and appreciate is that internal drive to be better to have the better results to give your patient the absolute best you can give and then give the next patient an even better result you know because we're constantly evolving and, and getting better techniques both as a specialty and as individuals so what's your favorite operation? I like a good breast augmentation. I enjoy my tummy tucks and I'm really getting into the facelifts. Cause I was like three. See, that's the problem, right? Cause like, I can't pick one. I'm like, okay, well actually, you know, I kind of like doing that. You know what actually, there's like so many I can name. I don't think I have one. Like if right. you really said you can do only one operation for the rest of your life, I'd have a really hard time with that. Mm, I'd have to do the pros and cons. Yeah, it's tricky. It so. is. It's hard. I don't know which one it would be, but my favorites are if I, since we're doing three uh, rhinoplasty facelifts, and then I I love doing primary breast dogs, but I really like solving the problems of problematic implants. Oh, geez. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of my thing. I know. I have that too. Those are stressful, though. They're hard. I mean, I I think a primary aug is just way easier when you have you can do it right the first totally. time, but totally. the secondaries I do a lot. But they are stressful to like really get them right and those are the ones that i probably critique the most myself of my own results because there's so many moving parts to those things yeah you have to they're really tough you got a lot of you know and there's just you know there's always a way it could have been better there's something you could have done more there's but it but you have to just understand that there's a point that you get to where you're like this is as good as this is going to be yes i I, this is what i've got this is how it's going to be awesome and and it is and then the patients are very happy and and then you and i both could go back on our own on every single case we've ever done and point at things like what if what could i've done about this Mm -hmm. what could i've done Mm -hmm. about that what could i've made this and it's not that those can be perfect they cannot be perfect they cannot be perfect don't have plastic surgery (laughs) if you want perfection it isn't going to happen that's not how this works you're not perfect to start with you're not going to be perfect after that isn't part of the deal Though sometimes we can get pretty close. Yeah, we can make sometimes them, we can we make them awesome. Sometimes. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think that's that's it. So you know, in terms of uh, what do you see for your future, Doctor Vell? I mean, you're 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 cranking this stuff out. You've been in practice now for a good bit of time. You know, you've got a ton of ton of operating under your belt. What's the future for you? Is it more facelifts? Is it more? Definitely, definitely more facelifts. Um, more of more of everything and for me i just i just want to keep getting better like every year i just want to be the best that's that's really all i want is to just always be better that's how i see it i mean i tried i literally evolve my operations while i'm doing them (laughs) i'm just like i did this turn under flap this way last time i'm gonna do it this way this time that's the creative part of what we do so awesome yeah it is and that's why the results keep getting better and better that's why you know a lot of times you see people that are coming out and 
you know, you just know what kind of pain they're going to have to go through for the first <laughs> two, yes. three years of being out in practice because oh, yes. you're just not ready for it. I know it's a it's a pretty steep learning curve. Thank goodness it's steep because you can you do catch on pretty fast, but it is tough and it is painful and it never stops. I mean, the idea is that you constantly keep going up that curve. But I feel fortunate that I get to do what I do. You know, looking back, there were so many points in my life I thought well I could also do this or maybe I could also do this as a career but now that I am where I am I'm like you know what there really isn't anything else that I could do that I would love near as much so I feel very fortunate that I have been able to do what I love you know how I love doing it and there you have it so happy holidays everyone enjoy that is our story of how we got to plastic surgery and why we love doing it and we appreciate the input from our uh, our loyal patient and faithful listener. And uh, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. If you like what you heard on the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast and want to get in touch with either Dr. Ravello or myself, this is how to do it. You can reach me at the website, ravelloplasticsurgery.com. You can reach out to the office directly through the website with any questions or consult requests, or you can call the office directly at 310-954-1355. And you can reach me on Instagram at ravelloplasticsurgery. And to reach me, the phone number is 310-777-8800. My website is drcalvert.com, drcalvert.com. Instagram, Dr. J. Calvert. And of course, you may want to check out our YouTube channel for the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast, which is simply that, Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hope to see you all in the office very soon.